Well, um, you guys, in light of watching, isn't that Black Friday stuff just goofy? I mean, that is just the goofiest stuff ever. Somebody just told me that uh, now Walmart this year is going to change things. They're actually going to let you go in on Thanksgiving Day at 8 o'clock at night. And you actually get to go in, but you have to wait in line till 1. So, I mean, people, are, so you get to go in line, and there will be a store person there with a toy that you want so bad. And you can get in and stand in line for five hours until 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, they'll pull off the, the, you know, the sheet or whatever, and then you can go crazy. I'm just like, this is just the nuttiest thing to me, man. And, uh, but when you watch that, and I, like Brian Regan as well, it does kind of make you embarrassed to be human, doesn't it? And, uh, but here's what's crazy. Me, I, I, my guess is most of you haven't trampled anybody at the mall or at Walmart. But can we all just agree we trample on each other? You know? Uh, in fact, my guess is if you were honest with yourself at all, sometime this week you looked in the mirror and you go, yeah, it's embarrassing to be human. <laughs> just by looking at yourself. We, we trample on each other all the time with our anger, right? We trample on each other with our selfish ambition. You know, this whole thing, that's us. Come on, I mean, we love to laugh at a comedian. But we do the same thing in our own way. I want it, and I want it my way. And the next thing, we don't even see our spouse or our kids or our coworkers because you're all about yourself. We do the same thing. And sometimes it's not that we don't see them. Sometimes they don't see us. We trample on each other with our gossip. We trample on each other with our slander. We love to talk about people when they're not present in the room. And it's actually totally killing their soul. And they don't even know it. We're a goofy people, man. Let's just be honest with each other. So my, my hope is, and I think it's yours, I, I hope there's a different way. I, I hope there's a different route that we can get on than the one that human nature takes us on. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, is the route. We're in this base camp. If you're new, we've been doing a series. We're in the seventh week. I'll recap it for you real quick. Once again, man, there is a crazy, awesome God. And He is so personal, and He loves you so much. And He's holy. He's so beyond us. And the problem is, we as human beings, instead of going with this God who's so amazing, we always go over here. We always try everything else. Our heart is bent away from Him. It's just our, kind of our curse on us. And we move in a different way. And so what's happened, though, is we separate ourselves from this wonderful God, and we couldn't get back to him. And so he said, man, that is so not okay with me that you be apart from me. So I'm going to send Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ comes as the Savior of the world to take care of all of our sin, which got us walking away from God, and to bring us back and reconcile us so we could actually be what we were created for, and that is in a relationship with the living God. And that's what he invites you to. God says, I want you to live with me. I want to live with you every moment of every day. And that right there is the adventure, that you know God personally. So we learned that what he does is you, as soon as you get reconciled to him, he gives you the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, it's some, he goes, the word actually means someone who's right beside you. The very Spirit of God is your guide. And he's there every minute. And then he gives you the field manual. He gives us the word of God so that we can actually know what's true, what really is the way. And then, last week, we learned that many, we rope up, actually, with a team. So we have a team, and we're all in this together. It isn't anything you do by yourself. So can you kind of get the picture? You're on Mount Everest or wherever you are, right? And you, you're at base camp, and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, there's the adventure. Oh, man, I got my guide. Here's my field manual. Here's us. Okay, now what? That's, how, that's where we are today. Now what? So, so what do we do? You know what you do? Jesus gives you two words. Two words. Follow me. Follow me. And the same thing he said to every disciple when he was in flesh on this earth, he says to you and he says to me, follow me. Look at this great verse. 
Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple. Is that you? I mean, is that... Because a disciple is someone who just says, I I follow. He goes, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. You got to take up your cross and you follow me. One of my favorite verses, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Probably about 10 years ago now. I read this little verse and it just means everything to me. Look what it says. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord... Continue to walk in Him. What's the adventure? It's a walk. It's a step-by-step deal. Okay, well, how do you do it? Well, it's the same way you received Him. We go, how, and remember, let's go back to the first step. How did I receive Him? How did this whole thing begin? The way that your relationship with God began is He moved first. He poured grace on you. He wooed you. You started to even want God, right? That's the first thing that happens. And then what did you do? Well, then I started doing lots of religious stuff. No, 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 right? No, what did you do? You put your faith in Him. You entrusted your life to Him. And Ephesians 2.8 says that. As soon you are saved by grace through faith. That's how you received Him. And then look what He says. Just as you received Him as Lord, continue to walk in Him. So how do you walk in Him? Well, the same thing's going to happen. God's going to continue to pour grace on your life. He's going to continue to prompt you. He's going to continue to will you. And then you respond by faith. Right? The Bible says we walk by faith. Not by sight. That's how we do this. The adventure is simply that. The same way you received him by responding to him is the same way you walk with him. You respond to him. Now check out. Oh, where's the verse go? Got to leave those verses up for me. I'm going to teach a, teach a maniac today. All right, here we go. Here's the second thing. How did you receive him? You received Jesus as? Okay, we're going to wake you up here. Let's try it again. You received Jesus as? Lord. Okay, now, now that's kind of hard for us because any of you have a Lord, right? We don't do that in our culture right now. But a Lord literally is the one who just calls the shots. When you receive Christ, you received one who says, okay, now I lead and you follow. That's how you received him. So the way that you go on the adventure is he remains your Lord. Can I, I'm just going to tell you right now, you guys, the adventure is absolute devotion to Jesus. Period. It's not going, hey, I'll use that because that makes my marriage good. Or I'll use that because those principles help me with my job. Or I'll I'll use these things because this makes me feel good. And Oh, that? No, I'm not going to do that. See, that's not following Jesus. That's going, hey, what works for me? Then who's still the center of this whole thing? You, okay? That's not how this works. When you, the adventure is, I received Jesus Christ and his amazing love and I received him as Lord. And now I follow him wherever he leads. And that's the adventure right there. It's awesome. So now I want to tell you, you know, when you you go on an adventure like that, because sometimes you go, well, where are we going? Right? And Jesus goes, follow me. Okay, well, what's the route? Um, Follow me. See, now that can either be really frustrating, right? Or that can be actually exhilarating. And it all depends on what? Who you're following, (laughs) right? Depends on who you're following, so, how many of you guys are skiers? Are you psyched? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, so here's the deal. Like, I'm not. I'll just be honest with you. I, I really enjoy it every time I go, but I'm just not. I grew up in Michigan, okay? And the closest, this is no lie, the closest ski hill to me in Michigan was actually a garbage dump. So that's what it was. It was a big, huge garbage dump that they turned into a ski thing in the winter. That's, now, but even with that, I, I never actually, my family never skied. I never skied. I didn't ski until I was 23 years old. And guess where I learned? Ohio. 
so now can you tell, like, skiing is just not a big thing for me. So we move out here, man, and I don't know what I'm doing. I've done it, like, maybe eight times, ten times. And it's hilarious because my wife, Susie, grew up in Colorado. Her dad was a civil engineer for one of the ski resort towns. And so, basically, she got to ski for free all the time. So this is our skiing experience. I'm on the blue. My skis are about a foot apart or two feet because I'm trying to get, you know, and I go down, right? I'm like, ooh. And then I finally make it most of the time. And then Susie waits for me at the top, and then she comes, you know, and it's, it's awesome because I just like, man, that's my wife because she looks good, you know. <laughs> but, that, but that's our deal. Well, after we moved here the first year, my, my sister, one of her good friends, they have a place in Park City and they love to ski. So they took us and we're doing the blues and stuff. And then finally he goes, hey, um, there's a black diamond that I love and it's over here. We, and so we, um, but there's a blue over there as well. So let's go over there because I'd, I'd really like to ski it. I'm like, all right. He goes, okay, so follow me. <laughs> follow me. So... So what we do is we start going through this path, and all of a sudden we enter into a, the little forest, right? Now, you guys, how many of you don't ski very well, okay? All right, so you guys are like me. You can relate to me. So when, when you're not a good skier, you need to go like this, right? You need lots of room to go back and forth. Well, all of a sudden we go on this path, and it's as narrow as this right here. And, and I'm like, you know, and I, and I can't slow myself down at all. And next thing I know, I just, whoo, bam, and I just face plant right in the snow. I, I still this day don't know what happened, man. I just face planted immediately. You know, one thing I learned about skiing is it's very humbling. It's a very humbling experience. Kind of get yourself up, like I'm cool. You know, going along. We break out of the woods, you guys. There's no blue hill. There's only quadruple blacks. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious, man. I get outside of there, and I, I'm like, I'm looking, and there's nothing there but a cliff. That's it. And I, I, I can't even stand up on my skis without just losing control. I, I, I was, I mean, poor Susie. You know, she's standing there while I'm on my, it's so embarrassing. I'm just on my butt on the snow. Just, I can't do this, you know. And, and I'm sliding down, and I can't even control myself. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And right at that moment, this family with three elementary kids comes by. And they just ski right by me. I'm like, it was the most awful experience ever. See, sometimes when somebody says, follow me, you're like, I'm never following you again, right? Or you can say, follow me. One of the things I love to do is on our anniversary or birthdays, I almost never tell Susie what we're doing. I love to surprise her, and I just love to say, just come with me. Just follow me. And then I just love to bless the socks off her, you know? So that way, I love to do that with my kids too, so that when it's a surprise and the whole way we're driving right there, where are we going? Just follow me. Who's God to you? Who's God to you, man? He so says, follow me. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 5. If you've got your Bibles, you can open it up there. If you have your iPhone, you can go to YouVersion, uh, which, by the way, we actually have our notes actually in YouVersion. You can follow in here. But Ephesians 5, chapter 1 and 2. Follow, here we go, follow God's example as dearly loved children. And here we go. What's the route? Walk in the way of love. Walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. What's the route? Got the guide, got the field manual, we got each other. Walk in the way of love. All right? So now here's the deal, man. I want to tell you, I am so grateful. Sometimes for my job in this way, 
that studying this all week long was exactly what I needed personally just to live well this week. So I'm going to ask right now, let's pray. And I'm going to ask today this. And I want you to get your heart ready. My prayer is that you would hear Jesus say to you, follow me again today. As clear as His disciples did 2,000 years ago. That in your heart, you'll hear His voice. And it'll speak to you today on how to live this route. Alright? Let's pray. God, thank You for Your amazing love. Thank You for inviting us to be in relationship with You. And God, I just know that what we're talking about today, as we talked about even last week, the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself in love. And so as we talk about this today, would You truly speak to every person in this room? Because none of us walk with You perfectly. We just don't. You know that. And we want to just confess that to You Would you show us today what it means to walk in the way of love? I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Number one. The way of love starts here. You must walk in the love of God. You've got to walk in the love of God. So when Jesus, and this is the coolest thing, right? So when Jesus says to you, follow me. You know what he's saying is, follow me because here's what you're going to experience. I know the Father's love. I know he loves me. Years ago, when I was studying, somebody pointed out something that I hadn't seen before in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four books that talk about Jesus, is that only one time, and we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, only one time does Jesus say, I love the Father. Every other time he says, the Father loves me. The Father loves me. The Father loves me. The Father loves me. See, the one thing that Jesus knew is that he was loved by the Father. And so when he says, follow me, what the first thing he's going to ask you to do is, you, if you follow me, you too will start to know personally how much God loves you. And so look at that verse again, you guys. Follow God's example, therefore, how does it start off? As dearly loved children. So you, you got to start there. Man, there's nothing I want my kids to know more than I love them. As screwed up as I am as a dad sometimes, I just feel like the one thing I'm going to make sure my kids know is that I love them. And what God wants you to know is you are a dearly loved child. And if you ever are going to walk on the adventure with Him, you got to know this. So I just want to, can I just remind you real quick this week, I was just saying, how great and awesome our God is. Let me just give you three things. I, I can't dive into Him deeply because we've been talking about it. But he, he has matchless power. God has matchless power. There is nobody else who can match who he is and what he can do. He is so far beyond us. And so Jesus invites us to walk in this power. Actually, God says, I will do more than you could ever ask or imagine according to my power at work within you. And that's so cool. His power. God's awesome. The second thing is he's he's absolutely perfectly good. So God is the only one whose way actually is right. He's the one whose way is good. In fact, in Hebrews, it says that God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. And there nobody else's is. And then he invites us into that. Nobody else compares. Nobody else can tell you what is right for you. When in his power, you guys, he is beyond you. Don't ever forget this. You even are here because he created you. You exist because of him. He is the only one who knows why you're here. And part of what happens when you get on the adventure is you link your life with the God who said, I know your days before one of them came to be. 
and I will show you why you're here. So stick with me because I have the power to help you with your life. And I'm the only one who actually knows what is right for your life. And here's the third thing is he has divine love, matchless power, perfect goodness and divine love. He is the only one who will always love you perfectly every moment of every day. And don't forget what divine love is like, right? Divine love was a love that said, even when we were way over here and could care less about God, when we were powerless, when we were ungodly, when we were sinners, God said, perfect time for me to love you. Because then you'll know that your love is not based on what you do for me. You will just know, I just love you, period. Man, you guys, can I just ask you a question? Who else do you want to follow? Why would we want anything else? And yet we're so funny. Our our human nature is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want somebody who loves me perfectly and knows exactly what's right for me and is the only one who knows why I'm here and has the power to make it happen. Let's go here instead. It's just crazy we are. We are humans. We are so, I'm embarrassed to be human. It's just goofy. But I want to tell you what, man. Once you know this, it's the answer to everything. And, I, and, and I'll tell you, this is key, okay? I know this is true for me and for you. There's no way, if you doubt his love for you, you will not go on the adventure. If you doubt God's love for you, you will not go on the route that he has for you. I learned that about 15 years ago. I was sitting there listening to a message. And the pastors, the guy speaking said that. And I just remember sitting there thinking, that's my problem right there. So when God leads me, if I doubt his goodness, if I doubt his love, if I doubt that I'm a dearly loved child, I won't go with him. And I just want to tell you, in the next two things we're going to talk about, what the way of love is, you've got to settle this first thing to ever be able to move on. And that is you are crazily, perfectly loved by God. And if you ever doubt it, he said, just look back to Jesus. This is how I demonstrate my love for you. When you could care less about me, that's when I sent him for you. I love you. You guys get it? Okay, first one. To walk in the way of love, you've got to walk in the love of God. Here's a second one. Okay, wait, wait, wait. let me give you an action step for there. An action step. How, okay, great. What do I do? Here, it's simply this. You got to be with him. You just got to be with him. Okay? I mean, when you have somebody in your life who, when you're with them, you just feel loved by them, right? They encourage you and they just lift you up. Don't you want to be with those people? I mean, we kind of schedule our lives to try to be around them. So you guys, here's God offering all that he is to you. And yet, I just want to tell you, how are you going to increase the security and deepen your roots in God's love? You just got to be with him. So we've told you about the Holy Spirit who's there to help you to pray, right? So you got to pray, But don't just spout just to him. Listen to. And let the Spirit begin to speak to you and guide you and listen to his sweet voice, okay? Then we told you about the Bible. I tell you about it all the time. You can read his word and you will spend time with God and he will speak to you. You'll actually learn how to be with him when you read the word and not just read some boring book, okay? And then you got to not give up meeting together, Scripture says. Some are in the habit of doing that. But show up every Sunday. Get into a life together group here and be with others who God will love you through as well. Okay? There's no way, there is no way, no way, no way to be secure in God's love and not spend time with Him. The only crazy, radical people who experience the adventure with God that's available to them are the people who know Him. And the only way to know Him is spend time with Him. All right? All right. It's the way of love. 
live in his love. Here's number two. The way of love is you got to walk in love for God. You get God's love, but then you got to walk in love for God. Look at the verse. Walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. What's the way of love? Do it just like Jesus did. Well, the way of love, the walking in that way, was he was a sacrifice to God. You give yourself up as a sacrifice to God. So how did Jesus say it again? If you really want to be a disciple, you have to what first? Anybody remember? Deny yourself. See, that's what it means to be a sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice my will, God, for your will. I'm going to deny my way, take up my cross, and I'm actually going to follow your way. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, he put it this way. Paul does. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, I urge you in view of God's mercy, and don't miss that. Okay, this is awesome. Paul's doing the same thing. Okay, I'm going to tell you something here, but before I tell you it, in view of God's mercy, don't forget how much he loves you. Don't forget what he did for you. Don't forget his commitment to you. Don't forget his matchless power, his perfect goodness, and his divine love. In view of all that God has done for you, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. See, so you guys, what Jesus says is, hey, do you want, do you want this life? Follow me. And we're all like, okay, I'm going to follow you. What does that mean? Well, Jesus, I'm going to show you here in a second. Jesus says this, I do exactly whatever the Father tells me to do. I love him. And I do exactly what he tells me to do. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2 to explain this. He goes, we know, a second here. He says, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. Now again, I just want to make sure you understand this. We have come to know Him. That right there is personally knowing Him intimately in a relationship. It is not, we know that we have come to know about God. You guys, this is so key. There are lots of people who know things about God. You can study things about God and never actually know Him. Okay? So this is, please listen to this. For all of us in this room, how can you know that you actually know Him. John 17, 3, Jesus said, this is eternal life, that you know Him. I want to tell you, man, for the eight years of K2's existence, all I want is for you to know Him. I want you to know Him so bad. And He says to us right here, we've come to know that we have known Him if we keep His commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth isn't in him. Okay, help me understand that. This is really key, you guys. This, again, is how you know if you're on the adventure or not. So what he's saying is this. You can say, hey, I know God. I don't do what he says, but I know him. And what the Bible says, okay, okay, wait a second. Please don't fool yourself into thinking that you're experiencing God if you don't do what he says. Here's how this works. God is living. His spirit is alive and he's moving. Okay? And so what he says, Jesus keeps telling you, how'd you receive him? As Lord, continue to walk in him. And so God leads you by his spirit. He leads you through his word. He leads you here every Sunday morning. 
And when God tells you to do something, it's like he's booking along and he says, come on. And every time you go, because ah, you will, whenever God tells you to do something, your knees will shake. It'll be freaky. But every time you say, okay, and you go with him, guess what happens? You experience God. And now you didn't just learn about him. You didn't just read about him. You get to know him personally. That's how you live in him. It's how you live with him. And that is life right there. So what they're saying is, you can sit here and go, well, I go to church and I know lots of stuff. I know God. But if every time he actually walks and says, okay, then do this, and you go, uh, no. You know what happens? You don't experience God. And if you don't experience him, you don't know him. You guys, this is a relationship. You understand? How can you know that you know him? You only do if you obey his commands. And then now listen to this in verse 5. If anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. So I, I, I know I won't do this now, but if I would have asked you earlier, like, hey, how many of you love God? You all would be like, woo! Because you know? we're in church. That's what we say in church. So we love God. But what he says is this. Your love for God which is the way. It's the route. It's the adventure. Your love for God is made complete. How? By doing what he says. Every time you obey him, your love for him becomes complete. This, and then look at this, and that's how we know that we're in him. That's how we know. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus walked. You guys, this is the route. This is the way. It's the way of love. And the way of love is you deny yourself, you take up your cross, and you do exactly what Jesus tells you to do. You received him as Lord, and you walk in that way continually. And every time you say yes to God, your love for him gets complete, and you experience him, and you remain in him, and then you know him. You know you love him when you obey him. You know you love him when you obey him. John 14, 31 puts it this way. The world, this is Jesus. The world must learn I love the Father and I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. So let me just, let me just give you a couple action steps on this one, okay? So a couple ways that you can love him. Because it's everything he says, but here's two. Um, one of the first things that Jesus said, he goes, great, you received me as Lord the next step he says is get baptized. That's the next thing he says. And so um, I just want to encourage you. This is so cool because next Sunday we're doing a baptism and we're going to do it right here. It's going to be so awesome right on Sunday morning. It's going to be so cool. But I just got to ask you, if you have received Jesus Christ as Lord and you haven't gotten baptized, then, then why not? Okay, just you know, people ask me, like, do I have to get baptized? It's like, well, here's what I know is Jesus got baptized you know, if there was anybody ever who didn't need to get baptized, it would have been Jesus, right? In fact, John the Baptist is like, dude, I'm not baptizing you. You baptize me, right? And Jesus is like, no, I need to identify myself with humanity, and so I'm going to get baptized. You, are you identifying yourself with Christ? If you are, then you get baptized. And what's so crazy is, okay, I receive you as Lord. Jesus goes, all right, get baptized. All right, I don't know. Let me think about that. So I just want to encourage you. Last, of, you know, when we did the first step, we had probably 75 people respond and come forward and say, I received Christ. 
And I just want to encourage you, if you really did, then get baptized. Okay? There's a class right after the service in the second floor loft over in the white building. And you could just jump right in. We'd love to have you join us. All right? Here's a second one I want to hit on just real quickly. But I, I, and I'm going to choose this one just because Jesus talks about it more than anything else. And that's this. If you love God, you know what else you'll do? You will give to him generously with your finances. You just will. And you know why I know that? Because Jesus talked more about this than anyone. Can we just be honest? Like giving God our finances is like the hardest thing. Can we all just admit to that? <laughs> right? Like one guy said, when people get baptized, they do it holding their wallet up. You know? Like, they dunk all of me but this, man, because this is just, that is hard. And, and, the, and God knows that, and that's why he talks about it. He does. He talks about money more than anything else. But here's why. Because Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. It's just how it works. And you guys know this. You guys, let me tell you the truth. There is nothing that you love that doesn't get your resource. There's nothing you love that doesn't get your resource. If you love your spouse, you pour it. You love your kids. You buy them stuff. Like, oh, I just love this. If you love your house, you decorate it and you make it look beautiful. If you love your car, if you love vacations, you save up to go. If you love the lions, you make trips to watch them lose. If you, whatever you do you guys understand that? This, see, all the Bible was saying is, I know this. Wherever your resource is, your heart's there. Because whatever you love, you will put your resource there. So he tells you over and over again, I'm going to give you 10 of these. Just to make your heart, make sure the most loving thing I can do is say, will you give me one of those back? So that you can make sure that you're a person who's generous who's denying yourself and actually loving. So if you're here today and you're like, I'm on the route, man, I know God. You don't, I just got to tell you, until you move into the place of generosity, it's just an area right there where you'll never experience the unbelievable adventure of trusting God. So man, get baptized and just take a step and start being generous. Start trusting God with what he says to you about his finances and watch if your heart doesn't follow where your money goes. Your love for him is made complete when you do what he says. All right? And then real quickly, the last one is this. Walk in the way of love by walking in love for others. This is love, John, Second John, that we walk in obedience to his commands, and as you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Let's look at the verse again, Ephesians 2. Walk in the way of love. Just as Christ did what? He loved you and he gave himself up for you. What's the route? Follow me, Jesus says. Okay, I trust you, Jesus. What are we going to do? We're going to love everybody. We're going to love everybody. We're going to give ourselves up. We're going to deny ourselves. We're going to take up our cross and we're going to love everybody. That's the route right there. So we can just know again, man, if I'm really in the way of God and what he has for me, I love each other. That's how it goes. Look at Philippians 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, listen to this, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. You guys, I, this, this, isn't brain, this, this isn't brain science. This isn't difficult to know. 
And, and this is what's crazy. But can I just say, this would be one of those ways. I needed this so much today. I, not today, but this week. Like, am I really denying myself? And am I actually valuing these people, this person, more than, my, more than me? And, and again, that's where every day I feel like I can look in the mirror and go, God, I'm embarrassed to be human. Because I'm so apt to just roll over people and do my own thing, aren't you? And see, but, the, but Christ is in me now. And now I have the power of the Holy Spirit to set me free from me and choose God's way instead of my way. I can go on his route. So let me just give you a quick application here. This is what you got to do. Serve. Just serve. I'm telling you, there will nothing that will crush your selfish ego more than putting somebody above yourself. Value others above yourself. Has the same attitude of Christ. And what did Christ say? I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And so I'm going to live inside of you now to help just break that selfish deal inside of you so that you can actually value other people other than me. Because that is what the Spirit of God does. And and so, you guys, it's just so the way of God. And so if we're going to follow Jesus, really, come on, this is why I just want to go, come on, church, come on, quit. Can we just quit playing the church game? God, when we started K2, we're like, can we please just not... Oh, let's never be the, the like American church. Let's actually be a group of people who follow Jesus. So if that's what it's going to be like, then we got to serve each other. We're going to walk like he did. So can I just ask you, let's, take, let's just take kind of a, a, a view of our heart. How'd you do this week? Those of you who are married, did you value your spouse above yourself? Did you value your spouse above yourself? Did you serve them? Did you value your kids above yourself? Did you give them more time than you did to yourself? Did you love them? Did you value your roommate this week? Did you value them? Did you care about what they cared about and put their desires ahead of your own? Did you value your co-workers and your boss? Did you value your school friends? Do you value K2? I mean, seriously, like that's why we just say, if you come here, if this is your church, do you value this place more than yourself? Do, and it shows do by serving I'm not, I'm not just going to do, this isn't just for me. I'm a part of the body of Christ. Christ lives in me. I serve. We talked about this a lot. See, these are just ways for you to know if you're really on the route. And the route is the way of love. And the way of love is you deny yourself, you take up your cross, and you follow Jesus. And Jesus says, I love the Father, and I do exactly what he commands, and I love everybody. I give myself up for them. You guys got it? All right. Walk in the love of God. You are a crazily loved person. Spend some time with him and find out how much he loves you. Walk in the way of love by loving him, by loving him, by giving yourself up as a living sacrifice, taking his will, not your own. If you need to get baptized, do it. If you need to start being faithful with your finances to find out where your heart really is, then just do it. You received him as Lord. Keep walking that way. And then walk in the way of love and love each other. Value each other higher than you value yourself. Oh my gosh, you guys. Can you imagine this place? Can you imagine Kate to the church? If everybody in here was just soaked in the love of God, like, oh my God, he loves me. You could actually say that. (laughs) He loves me. And because of that, man, I love him. I do everything he asked me to do. All crazy cool stuff would start happening around here. And if we value each other highly, it'd be awesome. So let's pray for us. God, move in this place. By the power of your Holy Spirit, 
Show us, God, in our own hearts where we're doubting your love for us. Please just show us how the enemy has got us thinking stupid lies about you. Ways where we don't think you care about us. And then, God, would you come and move within us by the power of your Spirit, by Jesus Christ dwelling within us, this gift that you've given us. Empower us to say yes to you, to worship you by being a living sacrifice, giving ourselves up, denying ourselves, and taking your will instead of ours. And then, God, give us, pour your love into our hearts for each other. Help us to value each other more than we value ourselves. I ask for that grace. I ask for that power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.